This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, so I'm looking at a bucket list list of the unforgettable travel list that people searched for over the past year. And the top 10 places that were, you know, the bucket list of lists, uh, visiting the uh, Khalifa in Dubai, the, what is it, the Burj Khalifa or whatever, B-U-R-J Khalifa in Dubai, sailing around the Statue of Liberty, hiking to Mount Everest Base Camp, cruising the Nile in Egypt, going to the top of the Eiffel Tower, the Las Vegas Strip, crossing the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, seeing NYC from the top of the Empire State Building, the Louvre in Paris, the Colosseum in Rome. Wow, some of these I've actually already done. Amazing. I didn't incredible i would like to see the coliseum in person i did not know man could build such things name that movie and uh, i was uh, surprised that number six was the las vegas strip and then i see a tweet from vital vegas that says hey in vegas it's not about how much money you made it's about the memories you made is it And remember, I mean, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? But then I see a story talking about a woman who won $8 million from a slot machine, but oh, no, not so fast. The casino refused to pay. And then there's a long list of times that people have won money, substantial amounts of money, that the casino refused to pay because... Uh, well, there was a glitch in the machine, and that's not right. And there's no way that the machine would uh, ever give out that much money if it was working properly. So you were not giving you the money. Have a nice day. In fact, here's a stake. Get out. I mean, okay. So what better way to say you liked Vegas than remembering it's not about how much money you made. It's about the memories you made. Isn't that the story of your life, really? Yes, it's not just Vegas. It's the story of your life. It's not about how much money you made. It's about the memories you made. Oh, man. How how warm deep down inside do you feel now? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Championship word for Zaila Avant Garde. 
to win the 93rd Scripps Hi. National Spelling Bee. So on. that was round 17. And now, Zahila Avant-Garde, if you spell this next word correctly, we will declare you the 2021 National, Scripps National Spelling Bee champion. Nice. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You can do it. The word is Maria. It's a genus of tropical Asiatic and Australian trees having pinnate leaves and flowers with imbricated petals. Duh. Maria. Maria. Does this word contain like the English name Murray, which could be the name of a comedian? Or just the English name in general? I don't see that here. <laughs> Bill Murray made the spelling bee. Maria. It tells you she's on the right M track though. Wait, uh, what is the language for Jane? It's formed in Latin from a Swedish name. Maria. M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. That is correct. Yay! I mean, yay! Congratulations. Congratulations to Azalea Avant-Garde for the Nash Scripps National Spelling Bee winner. Good for you. Congratulations. You win $50,000 and cash in cash and prizes. I got to thinking, wait, what are the $50,000 cash and prizes? What do you get? So I went um, looking at uh, the website and I couldn't find anything, but I finally found a list of what they get. So all the spellers get prize package with B souvenirs. That's a refrigerator magnet participation certificate. One-year subscription to Merriam-Webster on Abridged Online. One-year subscription to Britannica Online Premium. 2021 U.S. Mint Proof Set. All of them get that, that participated in this. The quarterfinalists get a commemorative pin and a $100 gift card, plus that first list. The semifinalists get the commemorative medal and a $500 gift card. And the finalists get a commemorative medal up to and including seventh place, two thousand dollars, and then sixth is twenty five hundred, fifth is five thousand, fourth is ten thousand, third place is fifteen thousand, second place is twenty five thousand, and the champion, who was Zelia Avangard, gets fifty thousand dollars cash from Scripps National Spelling Bee, gets a commemorative medal, gets the Scripps Cup trophy, gets twenty five hundred dollar cash prize from Miriam Webster. Gets a reference library. I'm not sure what the reference library is. Is that like the internet? $400 of reference works from Encyclopedia Britannica. Three-year membership to Britannica Online Premium. School and sponsor will get engraved plaques. Oh, that is so incredible. They get the plaques to the schools. Yay. So that's what they win for doing this, which is, you know, good for her. Now, she's also, get this. This really ticks me off about this girl. <laughs> so she's the first African-American to win the prize. She's 14 years old from New Orleans. So Congratulations. She spelled, uh, you heard her spell the word uh, M-U-R-A-Y-A, which, you know, good for her. There's no way I could have done that. The runner-up is from Frisco, Texas, right here in the DFW area. 
and they're coached by the same coach. They're both coached by this. Was it? Well, he's, is he from Harvard? I think he's from Harvard. A twenty-year-old Harvard guy who coached them both, and he won back in twenty fifteen. Yeah, the twenty-year-old. Yeah. Oh man, he's mad at me now because I said he went to Harvard. He went to Yale. Sorry. Uh, he's or he's going to Yale. He's a Yale student, but he won. Uh, he was the Scripps runner-up in 2015. Cole Schaefer Ray. He was the coach for uh, Zalia and Thamalia uh, from Frisco. So I mean, he had the he had the champion and the the runner-up under his coaching belt. So he's got a new gig. But the thing that ticks me off the most about this kid. This 14-year-old girl from Louisiana, she has three Guinness World Records. I, 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 I don't know if I'm mad, I'm jealous, I'm angry, the whole thing. The whole, the whole thing, all right? So she's got most, she's a basketball star, all right? She plays basketball and she's, uh, you know, she's a big star in uh, junior high, high school basketball. So her Guinness World Records revolve around basketballs. And she has the most balls juggled in one minute with four basketballs. She has most dribbles in 30 seconds with four basketballs. Most basketballs dribbled by one person simultaneously, six. So she's got three Guinness records. And now she's the... Spelling bee champ from Scripps. And she won another spelling bee a while ago that she won $10,000 at. So congratulations to Zalia Avantgarde because you are a happening young lady, man. That is, she's got a, a, she's got a great future in front of her. And I love that she is, uh, she was really grateful for the whole thing. And she also said how important spelling was to her and how important spelling should be to all people in school and what it meant to her. And they tried to, of course, I mean, we're already getting broken down because of race. And she's, you know, she's the first African-American. She can't just be the, you know, the champion. Can't just be the 14-year-old girl from a Louisiana uh, you know, she's she's the first African-American to win it. And the f- only previous black winner was uh, Jody Ann Maxwell of Jamaica in 1998. Oh, oh, OK. So Azalea also breaks a streak dating back to 2008, during which at least one champion or co-champion was of South Asian descent. Oh, OK. So we'll just go with that. OK. She said uh, that. <laughs> she said yeah i didn't really care about spelling as a little kid but apparently her dad when she was 10 four years ago said uh was watching the national spelling bee competition and when it was over she he quizzed her on the winning words and he said she spelled nearly all of them correctly and i said wow my girl is a speller and off they went again so it's kind of a side hobby to her she's a basketball prodigy who hopes to play someday in the WNBA? Yeah, I think you're going to make it. No problem. Uh, I believe uh, 
that you're going to make it. All right. I have faith in you, Zalia, that you're going to make it. Anyway, congratulations to Zalia and your spelling bee championships. And I'd like to say congratulations to you for your Guinness World Records, but all right, congratulations. I don't know. Do I still have to be happy for her, though? All right, I'll be happy for her. That's fine. Welcome to Fat Pile Friday on Chewing the Fat. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Remember, you can always uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Parlors, Jeff Fisher Radio is, if it's even a thing anymore. And uh, Getter, the new Getter is uh, at JeffyJFR as well. So I haven't really posted anything but a hello there, but... Hey, I'm on there, so good news. And, of course, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show and you're just kind of freeloading, uh, you need to turn your life around a little bit and become a subscriber to this podcast, Chewing the Fat. You can use the platform that you're listening on or you can choose one that you know you like better and you can become a subscriber there. And then, of course, you can rate and review it if your uh, platform allows it. And, of course, you want to review it 20 stars, best podcast ever. That's all you have to do. That's all I want to do. I know you're busy, so just subscribe. And then if your platform allows you to rate and review it, go ahead, 20 stars, best podcast ever, so you know other people become aware of it, and uh, it works. Now, I get, uh, I've talked about this before, uh, some of the, uh, you know, emails that I get every day from different companies and they're, you know, they send a list of their top stories and whether it's in business or politics or just everyday stuff other than business and politics, which is turning into everyday stuff. Um, there's one that I get from, you know, from, uh, it's called the morning brew and they always have this bit at least i think once a week or maybe more and if i if they do one that i like i share it with you and this one is called you know they call it three headlines and a lie okay i mean there's four headlines one of them is a lie i don't know what sounds better three headlines and a lie or four headlines one of them is a lie but you can decide which headline they liked three headlines and a lie that's what they use so can you spot the fake headline out of the four headlines, all right? Three of them are true. One of them is a lie. And I just want to see how you're doing on the news stories, okay? Uh, headline number one, mayor of Texas town accidentally sells high school for $790,000. Headline number two, Teletubbies announced they have received COVID-19 vaccines and prompt hilarious reactions. Headline number three, World's first elderly sex robot with wrinkles and silver hair created by Real Doll. Headline number four. Cop played Taylor Swift's song hoping YouTube's copyright system would block BLM protesters' video, Ploy Backfires. Those four headlines, which one is a lie? I'll give you a second. Oh, wait, that's another game show. Yes, you were correct if you chose... Mayor of Texas Town accidentally sells high school for $790,000. Yeah, that really didn't happen. We had the water tower sold in Brooksville, Florida, but uh, no mayor of Texas is accidentally selling their high school for $790,000. Teletubbies announced they received the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, a cop played Taylor Swift's song hoping YouTube's copyright system would block BLM protesters' video. Now, he's not the only one that's done that. That's a pretty slick move by the police officers. And, of course, people are pissed. 
But it's a pretty slick move because these people come up and start hollering at them and, and yelling at them. And so they play this Taylor Swift song, and some of the other police officers were using other songs. But they wanted, you know, all these people are filming. So they figured that it would get blocked on YouTube if they started playing the music because it would get, uh, you know, copyright laws. And YouTube is like, yeah, no. And so it backfired, and the people are still pissed at them. It's just amazing. The police officers can't win. How about the police officers just let it all roll and be good cops? I know it's tough. I know it's tough. But just put your camera on, and we see what happens, and we know the hate that you face every day. And we're with you, okay? So just let that happen. Although funny and a good idea, just let it happen. And I know the one police department, oh, there's no rule against it, but we firmly disagree with it. Do you? Okay, fine. You know, there'll be a rule against it very soon. And uh, the world's first elderly sex robot with wrinkles and silver hair created by Real Doll. Now, you know, as an avid listener, if you are to Chewing the Fat, I am a fan of Real Doll. They were one of the, you know, they're on the cutting edge of dolls for your pleasure. And they've been on the cutting edge of that for a number of years now. And they have now created, it was a special design of an old guy, of an older man, uh, an elderly man as a sex robot and they you know were joking around about it but i'm surprised that that wasn't a thing already to be honest with you i know it's a niche market but i'm really surprised that uh it's not a thing already with older female sex robots and they call them sex they're calling them sex robots now because wow real doll is more of more than just a doll now i mean they're robotic and they uh they are really advanced, and they're more advanced than ever right now. And so it's actually kind of scary. I mean, I know that it's good, and you can say, yeah, but Jeff, real dolls, take a look at them. I know. But they're turning into, you know, they're trying to make it so that it's more human-like and yet still a doll but with the robotics, you're getting into a little scary territory. And uh, there are, they're trying to walk that line gracefully for sure. All right, let's go to the break room. It's Fat Pile Friday. I'm thirsty. I need something cold to drink. Maybe my ice-cold beverage will work. Oh, yes, there it is. Oh, man. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> All right. Remember we talked uh, at length about the Sharon Stone book and all her stories and memories about Hollywood. Well, remember we talked about her remembrance of her scene in Basic Instinct when she, you know, crossed her legs without the panties on. And her, you know, remembrance of this, her memory of this was that, uh, you know, she was told that we're going to do this. You can't see anything. Don't worry about it. And then afterward, she realized that you 
could see her vagina and got mad and then went home and realized ah that's what that was me i still did it so i went with it yeah it was only the scene that made you world famous wouldn't want to have that scene in a movie well the the man paul verhoven who was the director of the movie he said and and i am sure that he was not asked about it while the book was out because you know sharon wants to sell books but now he's at a film festival and they talked to him about it and he said uh her recollection of filming that scene uh, really is impossible uh that famous leg crossing scene uh was based on a woman i knew as a student and we decided that we would do a similar sequence so it was completely made up <laughs> he said that uh, she knew exactly what we were doing i told her it was based on a story of a woman that i knew when i was a student who did the crossing of her legs without panties regularly at parties when my friend told her we could see her vagina she said of course that's why i do it then sharon and i decided to do a similar sequence so when contacted uh, sharon's representative uh, didn't uh, respond to variety's asking about it so anyway it's just you know sharon trying to sell books and it worked it worked fascinating i mean her other stories were really good too and if i ever run across a free copy i'll read it but for right now i'm not gonna worry about it anymore uh britney spears has posted a message to her haters on her instagram she posted a picture and she said uh while you're talking behind my back feel free to bend down and kiss my ass <laughs> okay brit no problem and then there was another pic that she took uh of her back and her neck and she talked about uh okay so i edited out my tattoo on my neck because i wanted to see what it would look like clean and yeah i like it better so while you guys are talking behind my back go ahead and kiss my ass haters <laughs> i mean Brittany is getting a little get a little wound up uh really wound up she posted a little picture a drawing which i guess is her and uh, the caption is our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name pass you better effing believe it or psst, not pass duh our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name psst, you better effing believe it <laughs> okay Britt. here's the deal if you want to lose the conservatorship uh stop posting stuff all right maybe you post your vacation in hawaii maybe not but i say just let it go every once in a while post a picture of yourself i don't know drinking tea something doing something in the backyard something like that what do you think just take it easy because she has another hearing set up as a conservatorship hearing on the 14th next week but i don't know what they're trying to make happen on this one because her manager withdrew uh the court appointed attorney withdrew 
Uh, I know that the co-conservatorship uh, said this. Um, uh, Jody Montgomery, the singer's uh, co-conservator, told the court that she's been getting death threats ever since Spears spoke out against the conservatorship last month. Okay, here's the deal. And I just saw some pictures on some of the news channels of all the people with their free Britney I, as, uh, posters, signs, and they're dressing up like Britney on the street. And, uh, you know, they're in front of the courthouse. And Okay, so Britney has to apply to get rid of the conservatorship, Okay. And she, I don't believe she's done that. Now, maybe that's happened since the last time, and maybe that's what we're heading into at this next hearing next week. But for now, the conservatorship stands, and she hasn't fought that. She's just fought what the conservatorship has done to her. She hasn't tried to get rid of it. And let's also remember in that original testimony, she talked about being on put on lithium, but she was put on lithium saying that she was changing they changed her meds so she's already on a bunch of medicines okay so maybe she knows that she needs the help she just doesn't like the help that she's been getting and if the reports are true that her dad has been this nightmare human being that it appears that he is you know it's time that he has to go the judge however didn't see it that way so but my point is is that i saw these people on the streets and I'm okay. I, I think it's I think it's good, and it shows your support, and it's funny with the hashtag Free Britney on the internet and your social media accounts. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. But what does it do for you to be out in front of the courthouse dressed like Britney Spears with your Free Britney sign? Zero. Do you think Britney's gonna stop and say, "Oh hi, hello"? She wasn't even there. First of all, she was at home. It was just a special a remote feed online, okay? She wasn't even there. But if she were to show up, do you believe that Brittany would get out of the car and say, oh, hey, hi, guys. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. No, she would say, hey, buy a ticket to my next show and come and see me, okay? I <laughs> Come on now. I, I, I appreciate your support of Brittany, but... Take it a little bit easier, okay? Just take it a little bit easier. It's just, she's not going uh, to... You're, you're, you dressing up like Britney with a free Britney sign out in front of the courthouse, not going to make a difference, okay? Uh, here's an idea. There's plenty of jobs opening. <laughs> Go out and find one. It's just a thought from me and chewing the fat. Did you see also the uh, massive explosion in Dubai? The ship container that blew up and there was a video of the explosion from uh, a balcony quite a ways away but you could see it explode and i guess there was a fire in uh, one of the containers and then it exploded and they got it under under control and i believe that no one was hurt or at least they didn't report anyone that was hurt and it was you know you could see it for miles around dubai but all i could think of was the documentary uh with uh, denzel washington i know i also all i could think of was that documentary with denzel the equalizer if you remember that's the the first uh first episode of uh, the first movie of the documentary where he uh explodes the one ship and i thought okay Danzel is in town. 
Oh, yeah. And did you see they uh, released a bunch of uh, exclusive photos of Bill Cosby's first moments of freedom since he was released from prison last week? He was uh, sitting in his bedroom on his bed in his prison uniform. He was, he was relaxing on his sofa while eating pizza. He said that uh, he's in, he had an interview and uh, Cosby's close friend and spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt, shared the inside story of his release and the hours that followed. Wyatt said Cosby's first words while getting into the car that would take him from prison to his home in Pennsylvania were, Andrew, is this a dream? Because he was sleeping. Remember, I mean, that's how fast it happened. Just amazing. Now, we talked also about him not being with his wife, right? They have like four homes. They've got a home in Pennsylvania and one in Massachusetts and one in California and one in New York. And she was in the home in Massachusetts and didn't come back to the Pennsylvania home when he was released. Well, according to this, Cosme had not wanted to see his wife or his daughters because he didn't want them to see him as a prisoner. So, okay. So then, and then he got, went home and he had his pizza and relaxed and showered up and washed prison off and then, uh, went up to meet the wife in Massachusetts and Wyatt described the reunion with Camille as like watching teenage love, the way she touched him and said, Billy, he said, my dear Camille. Oh yeah. Oh, it must've been heartwarming just heartwarming he could have had anything money could buy but after nearly three years of incarceration former inmate nn7687 didn't want anything fancy instead he just wanted to be in his own home on his own sofa eating a slice of his favorite pizza Okay, okay, thanks, Bill. I'm sorry, former inmate NN7687. No problem. Speaking of prisoners, though, Avenatti, Michael Avenatti, uh, headed to jail. Have a nice day. Take care. Two and a half years. Uh, sentenced to 30 months in prison for the Nike extortion scheme. He gets 30 years in prison, and I think he still has, then he's going to go to uh, uh, on parole for two and a half years after that so i don't know if he gets out early or not with this sentence uh the the 30 months maybe he gets out early i don't know but uh even when he gets out early then he has to and it's a must probation according to the one story i read so i mean he look the guy is a dirt bag and he's been ripping his clients off for a long time and let's not forget that he still has like two or three other cases that are going to go to trial. So he may end up in jail for longer. I tacked on to these other trials. I mean, he's got, uh, he's got one, one case, uh, with stormy Daniels. And, uh, he's got another case, I think with, uh, uh, the, the paraplegic that he was defrauding money out of. <laughs> I mean, he's got, uh, wire fraud charges, failure to collect and withhold payroll taxes, attempting to obstruct the IRS, failing to file tax returns, aggravated identity fraud, bank fraud, false testimony under oath during bankruptcy. I mean, wow, he's going, uh, he's going down again for that. And what he did to that client of his, I mean, it's always bad when you're defrauding clients. I get it. But 
the paraplegic guy won uh, this settlement of, I think, 4 or $5 million. And Michael just never gave him the money. And he would just dole out a little bit at a time. Whenever the guy really was broke and needed money, he would go over his eyes and envelope with some cash. Get out of here. But uh, the rest of the time, he was using it to pay off other people and, you know, live a life of uh, luxury off of that money. That's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's called, uh, what do they call that other than, you know, defrauding clients, you know, like a Ponzi scheme where you just keep getting clients and money from clients and you spend that money on the other ones. So it never works out well. And it doesn't seem to have worked out well for Michael Avenatti. Well, 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 it looks like it's official. There will not be fans at the Tokyo Olympics. And I'm, uh, I told you yesterday, my prediction is these Olympics are going to get canceled, but uh, you know, now it's looking more like they're not going to be canceled, but it's going to be hardcore, nobody there. And everybody's going to be distanced because, you know, they got there, they've got the torch lit now. Uh, there was no one running or there to, you know, applaud when the torch was lit. They just showed some of the uh competitors on the platform with the torch they had they met with the head of the olympics and i would bet although i never saw it reported that nbc was a part of that as well i mean they're they've got you know millions if not billions invested in this in the olympics so even with no fans it makes it a little bit better for them because everybody's going to be watching on all their platforms and they already said they had what i think it was seven thousand hours of uh, programming throughout the olympics on all of their platforms but now official you know began where the officials pushed back the event an entire year then they put a cap on the number of spectators but uh now two weeks before the olympics uh start uh we declared uh, the japan declared a state of emergency because of the rise in covid 19 cases and olympic organizers are now banning fans from the tokyo area stadiums and arenas wow that's gonna cost somebody a lot of money athletes journalists and staff are not required to be fully vaxxed to enter the country Still, the IOC estimated that about 80% of those uh, sporting or reporting have gotten the vaccine. But only 15% of Japan's population have been vaccinated. That's pretty strange. Officials have blamed the slow rollout on a shortage of doctors and nurses and because it needs to import all of its vaccines. Wow. So, I mean, they're really concerned about letting fans attend and making things worse in Japan, especially with the Delta variant, which is very contagious and on the rise. And at least two members of the Ugandan team have tested positive for the Delta variant upon arriving in Japan. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, it still may get canceled. I I think my prediction is still going to hold true because if more olympic athletes test positive either prior to or at the time of arrival in japan they'll shut it down and they'll just cancel it sorry not gonna happen you're gonna turn it on one of those nbc platforms and it's gonna be (coughs) nothing there 
We're sorry NBC is unable to broadcast the Olympics because they don't exist. Go to NBC.com and catch our new shows. Uh, that's all it's going to be, man. Holy cow. So we'll see. They've made uh, they've made changes now to the opening ceremony. And, you know, now everybody is talking about, oh, my gosh, should, should we get back to normal? Well, you know, yeah, I guess we should. I mean, we certainly we are in America. That's for sure. Americans have had enough. No question. I mean, when you look at the TSA turnstiles. Now they're back to two million. I mean, we talked about it a week or so ago. I mean, we're already, you know, yesterday on the eighth of July, twenty twenty one. If you're listening live today on the ninth of July, they had uh, over two million travelers through the TSA turnstiles. Now back in two thousand nineteen, way back in two thousand nineteen, they had two million six hundred thousand. So they're not back to pre-pandemic levels but they're pretty close however uh you saw and i don't know if you did but i mean over the fourth of july weekend you had a huge number of flights canceled all over the country and dfw was had the most canceled flights in the world in the world i will say i was driving home from these very studios the other day down uh, the the interstate it's 114 that goes by dfw and it's the main interstate that uh, flights usually fly into dfw uh, but sometimes depending on wind and weather they fly out but most of the time the flights are flying into dfw over 114 and you see where they have DFW has about four or five strips that are used uh, when as needed, and usually three main ones are used. So if you look up into the sky, uh, as just for a moment, because you want to get your eyes back on the road because you're driving in, in, on the interstate and it just isn't safe. But if you look up, you can see uh, you know, how they have them all rowed up, ready to land. And you can look back and you see uh, you know, maybe three or four, uh, three or four planes uh, all rowed up, ready to come in, and three deep, three rows, three deep. And the other night, I'm coming home, and there's those three rows all rowed up, three deep, getting ready to land. And then the other two off to the side were two deep, ready to land. I mean, they were cranking. They, I mean, they, flights were cranking. But uh, apparently, over the Fourth of July weekend. Uh-uh, Sorry, and specifically that Friday afternoon going into the 4th of July weekend, they had uh, 135 flights canceled, 458 flights delayed. Oh, wow. That's uh, the most in the world. American Airlines had canceled 138 flights. Southwest canceled 194 on Friday. Now, Southwest doesn't fly into DFW, though. They fly into Love Field, which is... Another, which is in Dallas proper, and it's not far from DFW, but it is a separate airline. And now I believe we have the tr- the train that connects both of them. And I don't know if it's a direct feed. I got to find out direct if it's actually a direct feed from DFW to Love Field and Love Field to DFW. And you really don't care. 
<laughs> I know. I'm looking. You're looking at me now, like I, Jeff. I, I don't care. What about those kids on the American Airlines flight departing from Charlotte, and uh, they were going to go to the Bahamas, but they wouldn't wear masks. So they all got kicked off, and in fact, the flight got uh, canceled until the next day. What about those? How about those punks? Well, the flight originally was delayed due to mechanical issues. Now, that caused passengers to be put on a new plane. And once they boarded the new plane, the passengers, this is, this is the story, passengers reported that a group of high schoolers started cursing, yelling, and refusing to put on their masks. How about you sit in your plane seat B2 and zip it and let the kids be who they are? Come on now. Were they really bothering you? Some people's vacations are ruined. They were only going for a couple of nights. Now they have to get rebooked. Oh, no. So, of course, American Airlines, uh, you know, has their face covering policy. And there, you know, the airline makes exceptions for customers with disabilities if proper documentation is provided in advance and a negative COVID test is given. So you got to let them know like eight weeks in, in advance with proper documentation stamped. It's just ridiculous but that's their disclaimer oh of course we let people fly all the time without masks do ya do ya so anyway these kids uh were uh unhappy and you know they've been canceled they're just high school kids they're punks and maybe somebody should have sat them down and said hey calm down but no no they had they got everybody off the plane and they canceled it then they uh they got all the passengers were offered hotel vouchers and the high schoolers had to spend the night at the airport. And then at then, then the next morning, after having a conversation with the group, our team confirmed with the customers that they can travel if they agree to comply with the face covering policy. Then, you know what? They ultimately agreed and were allowed to continue. So why do they just fly out the night before? You would have saved the company money on your hotel vouchers and you would have had the people less upset because the original delay was mechanical and was your fault. And the second delay was you, you know, arguing with these kids. Why didn't you set them down like you set them down the next day and got them to agree? Of course you got them to agree. Listen. Can you wear a mask all the way to the Bahamas or we're just going to leave you here in the airport for a week? <laughs> okay. All right, then. Let's go ahead and put that mask on and hop your little butt onto that airplane. Okay. And oh, by the way, as long as you're on the airplane, shut up. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right, we've got some headlines to get to as well, uh, just to get you into uh, into the weekend and into your life uh, on chewing the fat. Pfizer will uh, is getting ready to ask the FDA for authorization for a third uh, COVID nineteen vaccine dose. Looking for that booster shot, and oh by the way, uh, what they need that booster shot for is the Delta variant, which is now the dominant strain of COVID-19 in the U.S., according to the CDC. How come I can't find that out? You know, I would like, I, are they letting people know that now? Because when they tested me, I didn't get any numbers. That's either positive or negative. But all that information has got to go to the CDC. And if it's going to the CDC, as a citizen of my, and that's my health information, I want it. I don't like it. 
that they're getting this information and not giving it to you. So if I test positive, I'm just positive with COVID-19. But if that information gets sent to the CDC with like, that's the Delta strain. Uh, you know, I just want to know if you know that it's a Delta strain or are you just saying, well, you tested positive in this window. That's the Delta strain. I don't know. I just, I want to know. I'm, I'm going to find out exactly. I'm, I'm going to find out exactly what the heck is going on. Okay. I don't like it. And I'm going to find out. Did you know that there's a uh, new automaker that's called Stellantis? I think we re- I think we talked about it, but they own some uh, automobile brands, Jeep, Pugat. They have just unveiled a $35.5 billion EV plan. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? I wonder well, how many, how many, how many brands does Stellantis have? They have four new electric platforms, five gigafactories. That's the Stellantis EV plan. Uh, just laid out its electrification strategy. And when I say fourth largest, I mean they're the fourth largest original equipment manufacturer. But I looked at it, you go to their, you see all the brands that Stellantis has under their title. Fiat, Maserati, Jeep, Ram, Chrysler, Alfa Romeo, Dodge, Citroen, DS Automobiles, Pugat, Vauxhall. I mean, okay. And they're doing okay. Okay, I know. They're the fourth largest. So, all right. It's all under the same roof. Congratulations. Good job. Uh, also, we have uh, Wells Fargo, who says now, and this is uh, a little concerning, they're going to stop offering personal lines of credit to focus on other products. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, they're going, the bank is shutting down all existing personal lines of credit in the coming weeks. And no longer offers the product, according to customer letters. Um, the revolving credit lines, which typically let users borrow $3,000 to $100,000, were pitched as a way to consolidate higher interest credit card debt, pay for home renovations, and avoid overdraft fees on linked checking accounts. Wells Fargo warned customers that the account closures may have an impact on your credit score. Really? According to a frequently, uh, that's one of their uh, frequently asked questions on their letters. So they're shutting down all personal lines of customer credit. I wonder what that really means. Uh, does that mean that they're concerned that we're coming to a point when people won't be able to pay back their loans? So they want to get as much money as they can? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I really, I don't know. But, um, you know. If you're a Wells Fargo customer, there you have it. That's something else to be excited about your bank. I'll tell you that. Marvel's Black Widow opens up in North America today. So we'll see how good it does this weekend. See if it beats F9's 70 million launch in the uh, pandemic era release time. But I think it's going to do well, although we'll see. We'll see how it does at the theaters. And then you have, you're able to get it on Disney Plus as well. 
for a separate fee. So you have to, you're going to have to get Disney Plus, and then you're going to have to spend money for the Marvel. Uh, for the Marvel, I think it's like thirty bucks. Oof. Okay, okay. Thank you. No problem. Appreciate it. And did you see Sunday? <laughs> well, Richard Branson is going up into space. He's going to beat Bezos. He was so pissed that Bezos was going up on the twentieth and getting all this press for his space company branson is going up on sunday he's just going up on the 11th yeah i'm gonna go because he wasn't originally supposed to go he was originally supposed to put it off uh i think for another couple of months was the date i don't remember exactly when he was supposed to go up but this first trip was supposed to be without him and he was like uh no uh we're gonna i'm gonna go up and look, it's nothing against Jeff. Hey, Jeff is probably fine with it. I'm fine with Jeff going up. It's not a race. <laughs> Why would you think that? Does it? I mean, I know. Sure, it looks like I was. I'm doing it on purpose to beat Jeff. <laughs> but I'm not. It just it looks that way, and it is that way. But I'm not. <laughs> I love. I love Jeff and everything that he's doing over there at his cute little space thing. But I got to go up first and be the first one in space. You know, I, I can't tell you how much I want Elon Musk to get in a rocket ship today or tomorrow. You can see us tomorrow, until tomorrow, and just go up into space. Just go and come back and just go, wow, that was fun. I just wanted to see what it was like. All right, we'll talk to you later and just walk away. Don't even comment about Bezos or Branson. Just go up and uh, film it, put it up on Instagram, shoot it up on Twitter, link everything to Instagram and YouTube, and just, you know, hey, SpaceX, thanks for the ride. I just felt like going into space this afternoon. And then just walk away. <laughs> just, to, just to say, take that. But now, on the other hand, Branson and Bezos are – you know, their companies are doing it for space rides, right? It's, it's, uh, it's the, new, the new space ride because you're able to go up into space. You hang out there for a little while. You, they take gravity away. You float around. You look at Earth, and then you strap back in, and you come back to Earth. And Elon is sending rocket ships to, you know, the moon and the space center and mars because he wants to actually move to mars so it's a little bit different and he it's got to kill him remember we talked about bezos who retired this week at least stepped away from his uh you know position on amazon and uh he was saying that uh, you know he always wanted to go into space and create all this stuff but he created his space company two years before spacex so it's got to just eat him alive that uh, Elon gets all the press. And now, on top of that, he has Richard Branson slap him down a little bit. <laughs> oh, you thought you were going to be the first billionaire in space. Did you, Jeff? Nope. Sorry, pal. I'm doing it. But sure, 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 sure. It's not a race, and it just works out that way. It only looks like i'm just doing it on purpose but 
Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, it's just me going up there first, Bezos. So Richard Branson will be the the first one. He's just uh, you know going to be the first one. I hope everything comes out okay. I really do. Because if now hear me out. What if something goes wrong with Branson's flight? And something bad happens, horrific happens. Does Jeff still go up then, or do they say eh, maybe we take a we take a pause? I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking because if something really bad happens, oof, man, that's a that's a big loss, and it's a big loss, just a shock to the space community and a shock to the world because we send people up in space all the time and china's building their own stupid space station up there now it's just agonizing you know when you look i was looking at uh china's uh space stories i was looking at the headlines where the heck is it it was because i was thinking about i saw this story and i thought we had talked about it where um we were we're gonna run into this um asteroid try to knock it off course and, you know, of course, you make the joke of, of uh, you know, the documentary and what we do with asteroids. But then I went and I just typed in China space. Okay? China space. China's new space station. What to expect? China picks up the launch pace, pace with three space missions in four days. China space station recycles 66 liters of urine in three weeks to support crew. China's Chang 5 moon landing site finally has a name. Three launches in four days. China's space program gains new pace, returns to pre-COVID level. What does China's new heavenly palace in space mean for the ISS? In space, China's focus will is still defense. In space, China's focus still on defense. I don't like that at all. Uh, that that makes me uh, you know I hope that we are way ahead of them on defense. Chinese astronauts carry out country's first spacewalk outside space station. China is using mythology and sci-fi to sell its space program to the world. Yeah, I'm not buying it. And China's super heavy rocket to construct space-based solar power station. There, there you go. I mean, they're building. They're, they're, they're just, they're just, they're just. You know what? I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs>